0: Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. I am your host, Sharin Eskandani, the founder of Wholehearted Coaching and the Wholehearted Life Coaching Certification. This podcast is in service of your biggest dreams. We'll talk about mindset, manifestation, mindfulness, and we'll also look at the transformative power of life coaching and being a life coach. If you are ready to create your dream life while living your dream life, then let's do it, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read on Instagram at Wholehearted Coaching. Or if you want to go even deeper and get my free weekly journal prompts that are inspired by this episode, sign up for my email list by heading to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com. And if you're interested in joining one of my transformational courses, or you're ready to take the leap and become a wholehearted coach yourself, you can head to wholehearted-coaching.com offerings. And of course, all this information is also in the show notes. Last week, I announced that for the entire month of January, we're going to be focusing on purpose. Now, I know this is traditionally a time of year when we focus on goals and goal setting, but I am inviting us, the incredible wholehearted community to think even bigger at the beginning of the year. So it's not just about our goals, our singular goals, but who we are, who we want to be in 2024. And I think a lot of who we are is rooted in our purpose. So once we get really clear on what our purpose is, then the goals, the dreams, the vision, It all comes more easily to us. And I totally recognize that the word purpose can be a really heavy word. It can be something that many of us in this community have been thinking about for a very, very long time. But I also think that a lot of this overwhelm around purpose is because of how we define purpose in our society, because of how we've been told to define it. And look for it. Last week, I did a solo episode where I shared how I define purpose. It's a way that is so much more freeing and so much more internal than how we traditionally have been told to go look for our purpose. And for the next three weeks, I've invited some of my favorite colleagues to come and talk about purpose, how they define purpose and how they live out their purpose. All of their stories, these stories you are going to hear over the next three weeks, come with their own challenges and ups and downs. I mean, these are some incredible, courageous folks. All of them have had big career and life transitions, where they really had to sit down and figure out what their purpose is outside of their work, outside of their careers, and how doing that helped them find the next step and helped them amplify and magnify the work that they do now. And one thing that all of these folks have in common, besides being incredible, amazing, and so courageous, is that they are all now life coaches. This was not the career path they ever thought that they would be in, But here they are now doing such incredible work as life coaches. Each of them came to this career in their own way. Each of them has a very different background. And I really wanted to highlight coaches in this series because I know there are a lot of folks in this community who are coaches or who are thinking of becoming a life coach. And maybe in your mind, you have an idea of who does this work, who gets to do this work, who gets to become a life coach. And part of this series, too, is to dispel any notions that we may have about who gets to do this incredible work called life coaching. If you want to become a life coach, then love. You can become a life coach. And of course, if you want to find out more about my life coaching certification program, the Wholehearted Coaching Certification. You can find out more at wholeheartedcertification.com slash programs. While applications are closed at the moment, the wait list is open for our fall 2024 cohort. All right, let's get into today's incredible interview. Y'all, I want to introduce you To Amina Altai. Amina and I met at a roundtable last year on mental health, and we were one of two women of color on this panel. And let me tell you, when she walked into a room, it was like a light. She is such a beacon of wisdom and insight and realness. She's one of those people that when you meet them, you think, surely you cannot be this nice. And she truly is. She's not only the nicest person you will ever meet, but also one of the most intelligent. And she has lived like a billion lives. In this interview, she shares how her former career in finance almost left her life in critical danger. I'm not even over-exaggerating here. You will want to hear this story. And how a phone call from a doctor who said, you are days away from multiple organ failure completely changed her life. Her work now is rooted in helping others really claim and name their purpose. And she herself is so rooted in her purpose. This, I promise you, is an interview you will want to hear. And have a notepad on hand because you will want to take notes. So let me read you Amina's biography. Amina Altai is a holistic business and career coach, proud immigrant, and chronic illness advocate. A leading coach to notable leaders, executives, and founders, Amina's mastery is in connecting us to our brilliance and teaching us to live and lead from it each day. As a woman of color of Iraqi descent, she often works with marginalized communities to help them realize possibilities in a way that honors their particular lived experiences. She is the author of the forthcoming book, The Ambition Trap, with Penguin, The Open Field. And let me tell you, we're going to have Amina back when that book is out, because I have a feeling this interview is going to be an audience favorite. All right, love, here is Amina Altai. I am so incredibly excited to welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast, Amina Altai. Amina, welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's always such a joy to be in community with you. You're incredible.
0: Oh my gosh. I think the world of you. And I'm so, so excited for this audience to get to know you better if they don't know you already. So I'm going to start with a really broad question and we're going to get more into who you are and the work that you do. But I would love to just, Tell us some things about you. What is really important for us to know about you?
1: It's a big, juicy question. And we're going to talk more about work. So I'll kind of focus outside of that. But I always like to say I'm half Iraqi, half Welsh. I am a big sister. I am a manifesting generator for those that love human design. For my astrology friends, I am a Scorpio sun, a Capricorn rising, Aquarius moon. So very intense, loves hard work, but also definitely beats to their own drum. Also, I will add to that chronic illness advocate as someone who navigates life with chronic illness.
0: Something that I love about how you show up is you really bring the intersections of who you are to your work. That's just so important, I think, for audience members and your community, right? To just know that you really, I mean, y'all, you need to go follow Amina on Instagram. There is a light that emanates from you and it's just incredible. But to also know all these human parts of you is is just so beautiful. So thank you for always sharing those and leading with those. So now tell us about the work that you do in this world and how you got there. So
1: I will go into that, but I also want to mirror back to you. That's one of the things that I love so much about you too is like you really lead with the fullness of yourself. The first time I met you, we were on a panel together and you told us a story of like when you first came to the US and how you felt and I was like, all right. I was like, I love this human. Like we are just kismet souls. We're meant to be friends. You're just Yes, so generous in the way that you share. So thank you.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, now back to you. Thank you for the love. (laughs) But tell us about the incredible work that you do and what led you to doing the work you do now.
1: Yes, so I am a master coach and I work with folks that have sort of gotten to the top of the quote unquote ladder in their career. They look around and they realize this isn't it at all. There's no joy or freedom there because they haven't really made those choices consciously. And I got to this work because that was pretty much my story. I think when you were on my podcast, we were talking about the idea that some of us choose coaching because it saved our life. And then some of us choose coaching because it feels like a beautiful opportunity. And I definitely fall into that first camp of coaching saved my life. And that's why I became a coach. So I was in my twenties and I was working in marketing and brand management. And I sort of carried all of my familial programming into the workplace. I was the, come from an immigrant family and so the consummate hard worker and Boundaryless and deeply codependent, and put everybody before myself, and was just trying to achieve and get to the top at lightning fast speed, not conscious at all. And I got sick. And I had been to about seven different doctors, and nobody could kind of figure out what was wrong with me. And there was a lot of gaslighting, too, where people were like, You're fine. And just, you know, everybody's tired. Just keep going. And then the seventh doctor called me on one Friday while I was going to work. And she was like, If you don't go to the hospital now, instead of going to work, you're days away from multiple organ failure. That was my stop moment. It was the moment that I had to choose. Do I keep going the way that I'm going and probably leave the planet a little early or do I choose to do something differently? Quite fortuitously, my roommate at the time, somebody that she worked with had gone to this life coaching program and I'd heard her talk about it. And I was like, I think I need that. I think I need a lot of things right now. Like, I definitely need this doctor and I've got to get my health together, but I also think I need this life coaching thing. So I went to this life coaching school and it legitimately changed my life. I mean, I've been a student of coaching for the last 12 years as a result of that. And I kind of sort of fought the call at first when my coach at the time was like, oh, I think, they, I think you're called to coach as well. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I'm still doing this marketing thing and I need to like get this big shiny title. Maybe once I do that, I can I can go the coaching route. And then I fought it until I couldn't fight it anymore. And then it was like, this is the way that I'm supposed to go. And I think the whole point of me having this moment where I almost, you know, sort of a near-death experience was to really reorient and realign me.
0: Wow, 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 wow. Okay, I didn't know all of the details of your story. You know, the conversations I'm hoping to have with this series are kind of around courage and purpose. And I think sometimes when folks see others do these big courageous things like change their careers, they don't maybe see a behind the scenes where there is so much doubt and worry. And so, you know, here you are in what sounds like a very established career, probably quite lucrative, very prestigious, right? but also kind of um, doing a lot of damage to you. And now you're thinking of becoming, what was that, a coach? Can you, (laughs) especially knowing like I'm Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern families, right? Talk us through that period because I know it's not overnight. And I know even when you have a call to do something, that call, we can sometimes like stifle it a little. So I would love to hear your journey. So the family thing is so funny. To this day, my
1: family still does not know what I do. And they're like, are you okay? Like, whatever you do, like, does it pay the... I'm like, I'm, I'm doing great. Don't worry. It's fine over here. But it's pretty hilarious. But it's actually funny because even when I started working in marketing and brand management before, and even when I chose the business route, my dad's family was like very disappointed because I come from a family that's like, okay, it's lawyer, doctor, engineer, and then nothing else matters. And so my dad is from Baghdad and in Baghdad, they actually have a ranking system. So the smartest people get to go to engineering school, then it's medical school, then it's teachers and businesses at the bottom of the list. So when I got into a very good business school my dad called his family and they're like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like we thought she was smart. Like they were like devastated for my dad. It was pretty hilarious. So, oh my gosh. For
0: for folks who can't see me, I am laughing. I'm laughing so I'm laughing so hard. Cause also Iranians are very similar. There's not an official ranking system, but it definitely is engineer, doctor, lawyer, business at the bottom. So yeah. that's hilarious. You get into a great business school. Everyone is like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Amana had so much talent. Okay, talk us through that then. Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. So pretty hilarious. But like I also knew that I just wasn't supposed to go the way that my dad went or the way that my parents went. So, and I needed to go on the journey that I went on. Even if it wasn't fully aligned for me, I needed to go on that journey so I could get the lessons that I needed to get that got me here. So, it's all very divine, I think. So, you know, went to business school, had that career in marketing and brand management, had that moment where, you know, my doctor called me and was like, hey, you really got to change your life. So actually, the really interesting part of the story is I went to work that day. I did not heed her advice. And then at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? Maybe I, sh- maybe I shouldn't be here. Maybe I should like get some support. And then afterwards, I was like, OK, I actually need to take this seriously. And so it really took me a while to actually like, get the message, to really get the lesson. So I went to this life coaching school. It was super helpful. They really had us look at all these different areas of our lives and decide what felt true for us, to write the dream for each of these areas, and to really reorient and be honest with ourselves about our traits and where we were lying to ourselves. And I was doing a lot of lying to myself. So I decided kind of similar to you. Initially, I wanted to see, can I make this role that I'm in feel a little bit better? I'm working on my own traits I'm sort of changing the way I see the world. Can this role feel different? And I think to a certain degree, it did feel different and it did feel better, but it still wasn't hundred percent aligned. And then there was this moment that I thought, I actually want to give to people in the way that I have just received. So I had this idea of creating a corporate wellness company because I wanted to go into companies and really teach them to live well and whole so I could mitigate some of the learning curve, so people didn't have to have a crash and burn like I did. And it was lovely and it was a stepping stone. And for all intents and purposes, it probably was successful on paper. But again, I also felt really misaligned. I remember this one day where I had given a talk at this top consulting firm and had been on the vision board And I get off the stage and everyone was like waiting to talk to me. And I go to the bathroom and I burst into tears. I'm like, why? I don't. Why am I crying? Like, I thought this was the thing that I wanted. And as I deepened into that moment, it was like, oh, this is a piece of it, right? So there was like business amina, there's wellness amina. What if we bring all of the pieces together? And so that to me, that moment was the invitation to really ask myself if I were going to design a body of work and I was going to bring in all the parts of myself, what would that look like? So that was almost 10 years ago when I sat down to design my curriculum, which touches on sort of career and business, mindset, well-being, and social justice. And when we have all of those pieces in the conversation, can we really thrive? And for the last decade-ish, that's felt really good for me to teach, but it's evolutionary because even in this moment, I feel a call to deepen and for something else to be brought in.
0: Oh my goodness, such a beautiful story. And what I have seen like a thread through the coaches that I really respect and admire And then I really like, I resonate deeply with their work, even if it's like something that isn't of interest to me, or I don't know much about, although yours a hundred percent is oftentimes as coaches, the thing we create, the people we work with are kind of a reflection of our own journey. And it's really beautiful. And so, you know, I feel like with coaches who are like, well, how people who want to become coaches and they're like, well, how does all of what I just did fit into this future vision? Stories like yours are just so affirming and that like everything you did is actually very much a part of that. Do you find that in the work you do now that you're working with former versions of yourself?
1: Oh my gosh, I absolutely do feel like I'm working with former versions of myself. And even when I have a client, like I had a client once that like, they kind of fought me every step of the way. And I was like, hmm, where am I fighting myself? Where am I in resistance, right? Like, I feel like our clients are constant mirrors for us. And it's always an invitation for us to look at our parts too, which I just think is really fun and interesting as well. It's like, oh, I see that in you because it's present in me and I need to go closer to my growth edge in that as well.
0: A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. So Amina, you have so many incredible ideas around purpose. So can you share with me and the audience, just what, how do you define purpose? What does it mean to you? we'll get into what your purpose is and all that, but just even that, that word is such a heavy word. So can you tell us what you think about it?
1: Yeah. I love that we're talking about this because it is a really heavy word, right? And I think so many of us think that it's a one and done. Okay. I'm going to solve this idea of purpose and it's connected to the work that I do. And that's it. I even was working with somebody yesterday who knows that purpose is something bigger, but there was a part of her that was like, can I just put it in like a tidy box, put a bow on it. And like, this work be my purpose, and it's just one and done, and I'm good to go. My God, like, I wish that were the truth, but it's evolutionary, right? And so I've always really loved the definition of purpose from Stephen Cope in his book, The Great Work of Your Life. He talks about it as bringing forth the best that is within us. And I think that's such a generous definition because it could shift moment to moment. And I think that is so kind as humans because we need that because everything's contextual. And so what does it look like to bring forth the best that is within us in any given moment? And then allow ourselves to shift the expression of that over a lifetime, right? I think about you coming on the podcast and one of the things that you shared, and it stuck with me because it's, I feel you're so in your dharma. You're like, my purpose is to bring joy. And you did that as an opera singer and you do that as a coach. And, you know, pardon me if I'm saying it the wrong way, but that was the essence of what I understood. And I think it's exactly the same thing, right? There might be an essence of what we are invited to bring forth in the moment. And then the vehicles of it can shift over time. But I think it is about bringing forth the best that is within us. And it looks different in different seasons, depending on how our bodies feel, where we are in relationship to our ambition, because I think that goes in cycles. It does shift.
0: I love that you're saying this because I think we have such a rigid idea of what purpose is. And for folks who are our community members, I think there's a lot of overlap in our communities where it's like they have lots of different interests. And maybe for five years, they're really happy doing one thing or exploring one thing. And then the next five years, they want to do something else. There can be a lot of kind of judgment around. I'm so lost. I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but I love this definition that you, that you offered. And just this idea of it can change as we change as, as should everything, right? So for you, when you kind of made this transition from this, this one career to the next, how did you kind of grapple with this idea of purpose?
1: Not, not seamlessly or beautifully or tied up at all. There was a lot of kicking and screaming because I was still really, I, I'm always becoming, I'm always becoming more of myself. But there was this part of me that was like leaving corporate and was very controlling and felt like very action oriented, very in my masculine. And felt like it had to be tidy with a neat bow on it and something I could give in an elevator pitch and that people would be excited about, right? And there was a part of me that felt a little bit of shame about the fact that I had had so many careers already. And so it's really been a journey of giving myself permission to evolve and giving myself permission to allow the purpose to unfold and always be unfolding. But in the beginning, it it was very messy. And the way that I tell the story now sounds very linear, right? Oh, I worked in marketing and I carried over these business practices and I had this corporate wellness business and I leveraged the wellness practices, but it did not feel tidy at the time. It felt like, wow, there are these really sort of polar opposite sides of me. How do I bring them together? And so I really fought the messiness. Messy is part of my shadow has been, I've been working to integrate it for probably about a decade now. And so the fact that it was messy felt very shameful for me until I let myself be in the mess until I let myself be like, okay, like if we're meant to be in the middle, we're meant to be in the messiness sometimes so that we can see all the parts so we can languish in them so we can swamp in them. And then eventually it will get tidy. Like that part will happen, but really let yourself be in the middle and the messiness. But I fought that so hard in the beginning. And I think it just made it more challenging. It's like swimming upstream.
0: Oh, thank you for your honesty. It's so, so messy. And I really get frustrated when when folks and I get on Instagram and stuff, sometimes we're just presenting kind of the highlights of the transition, but transitions are so up and down, so many feelings. There's the confidence and the, it's it's like self-assuredness and also fear all at the same time. Like this is what I meant to do, but what the heck am I also doing? Totally. And so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So what do you think is your purpose now, or how would you define it or How do you explain it to folks?
1: Yeah, so I think like in a conversation like this, I really believe that I'm here to help people come home to themselves. But what does that mean? Like, I really wanna help people deepen into purpose, peace and prosperity because those three containers, I feel like really help us come home to ourselves. Like if I can be at peace in myself, if I can really be in alignment with what I'm called to do and bring forth and I can deliver it in a way that takes care of me and my community, then to me, I'm like, ooh, if I've supported people in finding those three things, that's what I want to play all out for. That's what I feel equipped for too.
0: Oh my gosh. That's, uh, it's so beautiful. And it is, as you said that I'm like, oh yeah, that's Amina. And I feel like it's also what I find so interesting about, you know, when you really think about purpose in this way is that it's displayed in different parts of our lives too. And I feel like even on a personal level, I've experienced that I've never worked with you professionally. And I know that your clients get to experience that too. And I just feel like your community in all ways is very, very fortunate to be with you because you really do give that experience of home. You do. Thank you. Yes. So kind. <laughs> oh. Now that you're here, you've been doing this for 10 years and you kind of said, I'm also maybe, ex- did you, I don't know, maybe I misheard yeah. this, but you were exploring maybe other things and other parts of you yeah. and you don't have to share what those are, but How does that feel now, right? You've had an experience, I feel like, where you took a real big leap and you're like, you've proven to yourself, okay, when I take leaps or when I do things that are different, I can trust myself. I can rely on myself. Now that you're in this space of maybe exploring other things, how does it feel?
1: I want to be really honest because I think that's the only thing that helps people that are listening. So this last year, things have been very wobbly. So for all intents and purposes from the outside, I have a beautiful business, right? Things are going great and we've got great revenue. I was you know, named a, a Goop favorite coach, like check in the boxes, right? And then in this last year, and I, if I'm really honest with myself, I think it probably started about two years ago, things started to feel like they, like there was a bit more friction. There wasn't the same ease that I was feeling in my business prior. There wasn't the same flow. And I think because part of me was resisting my growth, I thought, it's nice to sit here. It's comfortable and and this works. And I've got this sort of, template and I and I know the things that the levers that make the business go. But I rested on my laurels a little bit. And as a result, I had a bit of an eco death this year where literally everything fell away. Everything stopped working. Like the programs that worked in the past didn't work this year. Literally like physical things were falling away. Like I had all of my stuff stolen on a trip. Somebody drove into my car. Like it was literally, it was like meant to be this stripping away, I think. And in the middle of it, like it felt really terrible. I was like, huh, like what's gonna happen next? Like what else isn't going to work or what else is going to disappear? But I think it was such an important stripping away because in the stripping away, I became more brave. I became more courageous because I was like, oh, I know what a rock bottom feels like. I hadn't been there in a long time, but it was almost like the universe, God, however you want to language. It was like, we just want to remind you of what that's like so that we can remind you of your bravery so you can go out and do the next thing that you're supposed to do. And it, it often happens for me this way because I think I don't listen to the subtler messages. And you would think, you know, 10 years into being a coach, I'm going to be listening to the subtler messages, but not always. And so I think sometimes it has to get a little loud for me. And so this year has been deeply uncomfortable, but I am clear on what I need to do next as a result of it. And I am clear where I was playing small and sabotaging myself and resting on my laurels and not being brave enough. And yeah, it's time for the next level.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, one, I cannot wait for the next level because if this is this level, holy crap, y'all going to be amazing. Thank you for sharing that because, oh my gosh, change is constant. And when you find something, so for me in creating the certification, I remember when the kind of idea popped, it's like, I became aware of the idea and I was like, oh, that's a really great idea. But like, mm, no, like, no, like just, just, just focus on what you're doing. It's working. And also like, why can't I just leave well enough alone? Right? Like Mm. why, But what you just mentioned, it was just all of these signs and subtle signs and bigger signs that things had to change. And I was sensing that, that feeling of the spark wasn't there with the work Mm -hmm. that I was doing. Right. And so I knew something had to change and I'm grateful I listened, but that transition is really hard. And I'm still in the transition. I always say transitions are like actually three phases. There's like before when you're like, am I going to do this? There's the, when you're doing the transition, when you're like, I'm doing this. And there's the after where you're like, holy crap, what did I just do? And I'm in the holy crap. What did I just do period right now? But I'm so glad we're being honest because I think again, y'all, everyone listening, it's a constant listening to yourself as a constant, what may be working five years ago may not work anymore. And that's okay. But, but thank you for that honesty of yours. so. And you too. And also
1: can I just say, like, I know I like love to reflect back to you, but just watching you do the certification, like it just, as I see all of your stuff, and I know a lot of coaches having been in this space for a long time, it just feels like you are the one that is meant to do this and you deliver it in such a compassionate and important and beautiful way. And your perspective is just so necessary that it just, it feels like you were doing this all along
0: thank you. That means the world to me coming from you, but let it be known that I resisted it for a really, really long time. Cause it, even though it felt aligned, it just felt so scary to change things up. And you know, you and I are both folks that are very well-versed in change. And thank you for reflecting that to me. I think when I look at your life, I see, or what, what you present and knowing you is I do see someone who you pursuing those best parts of yourself, pursuing those passions. Has led to so much prosperity and abundance. You have an incredible business. You have a book coming out, Mm -hmm. right? And I think it is, y'all, you need to go follow Amina because Amina is a representation of when you follow those things, those things that interest you, those things that are the best parts of you, amazing things will come to you without you even having to belabor them. Like, do you think 12 years ago, that version of you thought you were going to be writing a book?
1: No, and the way that it happened was so much better than I ever thought it could be because I actually tried to sell a book years prior and it did not work and it was the pushing and forcing. And when I deepened into really the work that I'm called to do, it unfolded so seamlessly and, and much more beautifully than I ever thought it could.
0: Oh my gosh, when is the book coming out? It's, uh, it's a while, uh, it'll be spring 2025. Y'all, book publishing, like schedules are wild because I know you submitted that like a, a while ago. It seems like a while ago. Yeah.
1: I sold it uh, September 2022. I submitted the first full draft September 2023. We'll go through a couple rounds of revisions, but it, it's not out in the world until 2025.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we're going to have you back on the podcast to talk about the book. I cannot mm-hmm. wait to read it. It's going to be incredible. You're going to change so many lives. I'm going to where can folks find you and where should they come and listen to you and work with you? Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Sharon, for having me here and for just being the light that you are. You can find me on Instagram at Amina Altai, and the spelling will be in the show notes. And my website is the same thing, aminaaltai.com. Y'all,
0: you need to go listen to uh, Amina's podcast. I have a, an interview on there, but your podcast, it's like the conversations you have are like being in conversation with a friend. I love them. And Amina talks to some of the most incredible folks out there. And it's, it's just an incredible podcast to listen to. Go check out her Instagram, her website, uh, because also, as she mentioned, things may be changing. So you, you <laughs> <laughs> may want to head there sooner than later. So Amina, thank you so much for being here. And I'm just so, so grateful for you. Thank you.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. Thank you for the work that you're doing in the world. Thank
0: you for launching the certification. We can just, we're just going to literally go back and forth thanking each other, but all right, my love. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend, subscribe or follow where you love listening most. And if you haven't yet, leave a review. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser or Podcast Addict. Until next week, love.